Hey everyone, welcome to episode 13 of Bible and Breakfast with Basketball Dads. I'm really excited to uh, have Tony Miller with us today. We just got done uh, recording a podcast of his a little bit ago, and now we're doing a back-to-back, uh, doing Bible and Breakfast. But uh, Tony, thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. So obviously you, you've seen a little bit of these and you kind of know how it works, but always like to start out just uh, with a word of encouragement with maybe something God is doing in your heart, something that he's been working on you with. Um, but if you just wouldn't mind sharing a little bit with the listeners um, what's going on, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So I'm right now actually just going through a Bible study uh, with my wife and my brother-in-law and sister-in-law on the book of James and uh, talks a lot about uh, wisdom and godly wisdom and contrasting that with earthly wisdom. And um, it's always interesting for me, at least personally, to see how kind of God orchestrates things, whether that's through, um, you know, Bible reading, books that I'm reading, um, sermons that I'm hearing, and kind of hammers home something specific and and kind of how all all those things orchestrate together to kind of just slap me across the face. So that's kind of where I'm at right now is just kind of studying what what heavenly wisdom and godly wisdom looks like. Uh, You know, I think having a perspective similar to what God has, I know that's not totally possible in our humanly forms, but, you know, thinking like God thinks and viewing things that are going on in the world, um, the way that he views them and kind of having an eternal perspective is something that, that I've kind of been confronted with, um, viewing things differently, you know, even being, you know, the title of this is perfect with, with being a basketball dad and, you know, being the the father of two small children and what that means for, their long-term success and growth and godliness. And, you know, it just requires a lot of wisdom. And I think a lot of us probably just wake up and kind of go through the rest of our days, you know, being a, a, a man, I'm, I'm thinking uh, a conversation that I had last night with, with my brother-in-law, just the way that we view things like our jobs are important and we need to provide for our families. And we kind of just get an autopilot and do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, but really being intentional, I think of, of my relationship with God and again, viewing things with his perspective and making decisions, you know, with, with his help and with his guidance. And so all that requires godly wisdom. So I I think, you know, if I would just challenge people that are listening to this is what does that mean for you? And and how do you go about getting that? I think our relationship with God is extremely important. Even the conversations that we have, conversation like this one, you know, with the two of us talking and and sharpening each other and challenging each other is extremely important. So, um, yeah, if you're not, not studying anything right now, pick up the book of James, look for a Bible study that goes along with that and get some godly wisdom. I think that's so awesome. Obviously, you know, the book of James, one of my favorite, you know, favorite books and has so many of my favorite passages, but especially in, in today's world with everything going on there, yeah. you know, we can either get our, our so-called wisdom from Twitter and Facebook. And that's a very dangerous thing to do. And I think it, it puts a lot of fear into our minds. It puts a lot of false things into our minds and just being able to sit down, whether, whether it's the book of James or just the Bible in general, but being able to get that godly wisdom and and put our minds and our hearts on things above is so important so i I love um that that that's what god's you know teaching you right now and what you're going through and you know obviously you mentioned you know you have a wife and kids and i remember when we you know when we first started coaching together at bob jones (laughs) you know neither neither of us had kids we were we were you you weren't married i didn't even have a wife or a girlfriend yeah yeah 
yeah, yeah. We, that was a process trying to figure that out too. <laughs> I remember that, but, um, but no, man, like, is it with a, you know, being a, a young husband and a young dad, just trying to, um, you know, lead them in this time, what, what are some things that maybe you've been learning as a dad or a husband kind of recently? Yeah. I, you know, the, the, we were talking about this actually just in uh, the show that we did before this with the idea of patience, um, you know, with small children, they're not on your timetable, right? Like they're, they're kind of doing their own thing and, um, you know, just not intentionally, but just the way that they're born selfish and, you know, and that kind of confronts you with your own selfishness too. I think God's really used that the last, my son's only uh, three and a half years old and my daughter's a year and a half. Um, you know, sometimes handling one's a bit of a challenge, but as soon as you incorporate a second one into things like then things kind of pick up the intensity picks up and i think that's really in the last year and a half where god's really confronted me with my my own selfishness and lack of patience with things and so again i think just going back to what i said at the beginning just that that wisdom and that perspective to kind of view things the way that he views them um we can get into this later too but you know even dealing with our players and uh our timetable would be to to quickly figure out problems and get solutions to things. Uh, but God doesn't work that way. And, and, you know, it takes some time. Um, but if I'm honest, you know, God works in me over time and it takes time for me to change and for my thinking to change. And, you know, I'll just go back to something that you said, but I used to give you a hard time talking about mindset, talking about mindset all the time. Like, well, what the, okay, well, what are you talking about mindset? And, you know, I, I understand better and, and having more of the right kind of mindset, um, and again, viewing things the way God views them and uh, being content with things the way that they are right now. And um, the process of, of helping my children grow and helping my players grow is something that takes time. And obviously, there's always ups and downs that go along with that. Um, so weathering the hard times, enjoying the good times, um, I think it just gives you perspective. And, you know, time does give you wisdom with things. But again, viewing things the way that God views them uh gives you even an even better uh, understanding for and uh, I'm more grateful for things I think too now uh, because of of having kids and um, even viewing my players differently I think you know I always cared about them but it's different now um, I, I, I view them more they're not my sons but you know I want to I want to help them there are a lot of them that that don't I mean we have a we have an interesting mix um, we have different races. We have kids from two parents that are, you know, great parents. We have some kids that, that they have one parent that's kind of involved in their life. Um, you know, so it varies. And so trying to be the help for them and be there for them and provide assistance for them and encouragement for them looks different. And, uh, I've just been more aware of that. I think now that I I have my own kids. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that I've loved watching you, you know, over the past few years is not only the, you know, the passion you have with your family, um, but the passion you also have with your players. And I know you're so big on, you know, person development. You you love developing people. It's not necessarily a player thing. It's not necessarily just always basketball stuff or leadership, but you just like a, a people in general, you love to develop them in all aspects. So, you know, I know, you know, you do a couple of things or more than a couple, you do a few things out there that, that kind of, uh, help people grow as leaders, as basketball coaches, as players, as dads, would you mind sharing just a little bit about 
uh, some of the things you have going and that you've been working on recently? Yeah, I think I've always been kind of a person that's that's uh, willing to try a bunch of different things. And probably that's also kind of a weakness is getting involved in too many things. So I've tried to kind of pull that back a little bit. But um, for those that don't know, I'm I, I'm actually a full time professor over at the university uh, by Bob Jones. And so I primarily am working with students, student athletes and students from that perspective as their teacher. Um, so that does give me kind of a unique perspective and then also a unique relationship with them. And you know, the basketball is kind of on the side a little bit. It's still important to me, but, you know, that's not what I get paid to do. Um, so that allows me to have a relationship with them off of the court. And I, I'm able to kind of you know, be their advisor and, and their teacher and be involved on the academic side of things as well. Um, but then again, the basketball is, is great. You get to spend those of you that are coaches, you know, you get to spend so much time with them. Um, you think about even the interactions that you have with them on the buses and, you know, uh, you know, eating at meals. And um, there's just so many opportunities to to continue to get involved in their lives. Um, you know, beyond that, helping other coaches. I'm not old. I don't presume to know everything, um, but I, I do try to encourage others. Something that I was really uh, confronted with about a year, year and a half ago, I think it was, was the fact that there are a lot of coaches out there who are are younger than I am that are just getting into things or are working with younger players and just need help growing through those kind of like early early pains. I, I remember, at least for me, I, I think the two of us had had conversations where probably if we look back on them, we would have been like, we kind of thought that we knew better or that we knew more than we probably did. And, you know, there are some coaches that are like that, that are out there that maybe do have that sense of arrogance, but there probably are more of them out there who, who do just want to learn and are, are willing to learn. And so um, I do a podcast for coaches. It's not meant to be, you know, the best or the, the, the smartest or have the most veteran coaches on it, but it's designed just to help coaches that are looking to improve. Um, you know, I think there, there is an opportunity for us to learn from everybody. Uh, I was just having this kind of conversation on Twitter yesterday, but you know, there's a coaches that are really humble are willing to learn from everybody. We had on our show a few weeks ago, uh, coach weary. And I remember the story that he was talking about coach John Wooden at the age of, I think he said 80, 85, something like that was speaking at a clinic. It wasn't his turn to speak. He was sitting over on the side and he wasn't just wasting time until it was time for him to talk. He was sitting there taking notes. And if arguably the greatest coach in the history of basketball could, could learn and was willing to learn from a younger person, a younger coach, why can't I? Um, and so, you know, providing information for other coaches and just sharing, sharing knowledge, sharing things that we've learned um, in basketball as well as in life. I don't think there's anything new under the sun, but there are things that I don't know that, Maybe you know, and because of that, I'm willing to listen to you. So, you know, providing providing those kinds of resources for people, um, but just being involved in as many things as possible. I mean, coming on and doing doing your show is a great privilege. Um, I, a word that has been really important to me is the word legacy, and that idea of, of passing on something to somebody else, um, and the fact that I'm not going to be remembered much past a few years after I'm dead, but the things that I pass on to others have the potential to be remembered long after that. And so what's my legacy. And so I think that's really important, whether that's being a dad 
or being a basketball coach or just being a friend. And so, you know, what are we doing with our time today to help pass on those things to somebody else? Yeah, I love that. And I love how even, you know, you referenced teaching. I know a lot of times you, you know, you, you don't call yourself a basketball coach, but you look at yourself as more of a teacher and somebody who wants these kids to learn more and they learn not just by yelling, getting yelled at or screamed at, but by being taught. And I know, you know, when I was at Bob Jones with you and, you know, I came in as a 23 or 24 year old assistant, I didn't really know how to teach. And I'm still, still trying to figure out how to do that at the, the highest level possible. But can you just share a little bit about maybe what that means and why, why is it so important to kind of distinguish between the two and, and be a teacher more so than, you know, a coach? Yeah. I think anybody that teaches and for teaches uh, that teaches for a long time will admit that the older that they get, the more they realize the less they know about teaching. And I think partly that is because of the fact that kids continue to change and the way that they consume information and the way that they take information from other people. Um, there's so much that goes into teaching that that's connected to motivation, like motivating them to learn, um, encouraging them to learn, um, maybe enticing them a little bit to be receptive to what you're teaching to them. You're almost as much a psychologist as you are a teacher when it comes, to, if you're going to be a great teacher. I know a lot of us have had teachers where you go in their classroom and they just lecture to you for 45 minutes or 50 minutes. Um, but the chances are that those teachers, you didn't remember anything that they said anyways. It's the same thing for coaches. I think the ones that invest in you and really care and love their subject matter and are able to teach it well um, are the ones that have the lasting impact on your life. And so, you know, even the, the, the best way to go about doing that um, it changes with technology and changes the more that we understand and learn about our learners. Um, so, you know, I think just teaching at its core is is that as coaches, we're always trying to help somebody get from one level to the next level. And that's only going to happen if you teach them how to do that. We were joking again this morning about that phrase that seems to come up constantly is like, you don't know what you don't know. Well, what's the only way to fix that? What's somebody teaching you, whether that's them one-on-one -on -one or in a group setting or through a book or something like that's how we gain information is somebody teaching us something. And so I think it's, it's important for us as coaches and as dads and as friends, like how, how can we help teach other people? Again, it's that idea of how am I going to leave my legacy? Well, you're going to teach it to somebody else. How do you go about doing that? Well, sometimes that's going to be a one-on-one -on -one conversation. That's going to be using the, uh, a television to show them video. If we're talking about a film session, um, it may be, you know, sharing with them a short clip to listen to. Like there's so many ways to teach and the fact that people are different in the way that they learn. You know, we talk about people being kinesthetic learners and other people being visual learners and other people being auditory learners. The poor teachers say, this is how I learn. I'm going to give it to you the way that I think that you need to be learning and you're going to deal with it. And that's just, that's ignorance. Like you need to meet the the players or the students or whoever they are, where they're at and use whatever devices they need to learn. And so being creative, I, I think that's part of it that I enjoy is just the kind of figuring it out. It's almost like a puzzle. Um, but again, that I think if we go full circle, like that requires wisdom and that only comes through you learning and getting a perspective of, of the learner and how, again, that they learn and understanding who they are. So I think it's just, you know, I, I talk about teacher, but 
there are other components to go into it. Like I said, um, the psychologist part of it, the motivation that goes into you having to motivate your players or even your kids to learn or to, to get better at something. And so there's just so much that goes into it. I just, I, I like everything that goes along with teaching and then that comes along with it, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, you're, you're such a good teacher. And I know for me as a coach, I think coaching with you at Bob Jones was, you know, as much as I hate to give you credit for it, I think you, (laughs) you know, you were a huge impact on me um, as a teacher and learning, just watching you and how to communicate with people, how to actually, like you said, get, get them to understand instead of just throwing facts or throwing knowledge at them, but really make breaking things down, simplifying things and communicating effectively so that they, they get it. And so I'm, I'm appreciative to you for that. Um, I know a little bit, obviously about the program. I was there for five years from 2012 to 2017, but what are some things that you feel separate Bob Jones from other programs in your area and the country? Cause you know, I, I have a couple ideas of what I saw when I was there, but maybe you have some other things that you guys do that um, separate you and, and make you stand out. Yeah, it's definitely unique. I'll try to keep it broad so that it's applicable to others and maybe they can get some ideas. The first thing that I would say is just to embrace your uniqueness. And uh, something that goes along with that is the fact that not everybody is going to be a good fit there. And that's one thing that as we kind of progress, because you and I were there from the very beginning. And so when we came in, we had these ideas of, of things that had happened at other places and tried to bring those in. And to be frankly honest with you, like some of those things just didn't work or we would get kids and they wouldn't stay. And uh, like I said, the fact of the matter is, is that not everybody is a good fit for your program. And I think most coaches would say that, but until they've gone through that and what does that look like? And, you know, what do I need to now say or what do I need to do to show them early on that maybe this isn't for you or on the flip side of that? Let's be positive about it. Like this is the place for you. Um, And so, you know, from our perspective, we're just now transitioning into being a division three school. So what goes along with that? Like there are a lot of things academically and, you know, as far as you taking responsibility for your own development because of how much time we actually have with you. And there's a lot of things that there are just some kids that probably won't do well there. There are other kids who would thrive in something like that. Um, There are then maybe a third group that doesn't know that they would thrive in something like that, but that really needs something like that. Um, And and so for our school, you know, the, the academics, the fact that we're a Christian school, again, that would appeal to some others that would not appeal to it. And that's fine. But you need to know going into a situation where, where do I fit? Um, and beyond that, I think maybe that we should help our, our student athletes understand that it's not just about like, where would I fit? How much would I get out of it? But also the fact of like, where can I be challenged? Um, you know, there's a player, I won't mention his name, but there's a player who just graduated this last year, started out at a different school. Um, the, his experience was not good at that other school. He ended up coming to our school. He wasn't like the the perfect that you would that people that understand and know our school. Like he probably wasn't exactly what people would think of if he was coming out of high school. Oh yeah, that kid should come to Bob Jones University. But he was a kid who 
you know, was in agreement with and, and liked and understood enough about what we were doing. And over his time there, I heard him say multiple times, this was perfect for me. Like this really challenged me and helped me to grow and has really, really changed me into becoming a man. And it's exciting because now uh, he's about to get married. He's going to start his own family. He's going to be an incredible dad. Um, he's a hard worker. He's just a nice guy. And it's not that Bob Jones did that to him, but it helped him in that. And so I, I think that as you're coaches that are maybe listening to this as you're recruiting players like help them help your players get a vision for what they can become if they come to your school um you know maybe sometimes scare off the ones that don't need to come there but that's only going to happen something that you're great at something i learned from you is just the relationships getting to know the players before they even before they get to campus and you offer them a, a spot on your team or before you invite them to be a part of your AAU program, like get to understand who your players are and build that relationship with them so that you can say to them, Hey, you know what, you know, Andrew, I, I don't know that this would be a great place to you, great place for you. Or Andrew, like I I've gotten to know you and there's some awesome potential for you. And I think that this would be a great place for you to come to. Um, so, for, you know, for our program, again, the the academics it's challenging it's it's there's a lot of standards um there are things that you have to do when you come here um we are a christian school but for some i mean to be honest with you even some of the things that are in place beyond the academics and the basketball side of things there are things that the school requires of you that to be frankly honest when i went to school there i had to do a lot of those same things and i don't do them now but they helped me build character in my life. They helped build character in my life so that I could be disciplined, so that I was willing to, you know, wear a suit when I needed to wear a suit. Like, um, and I think that's just part of growing up, you know, from a, from a mindset of I'm going to be there for four years in some aspects, I'm only going to be there for four years. And after that, I don't have to deal with X, 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 and X on the flip side of that. I'm only there for four years. I better take advantage of these things that they're allowing me to do or even making me to do or the opportunities that I'm getting to do because colleges, I think people forget this, like um, they want college just to be easy and they want to make it through and they want to graduate with as little debt as possible. And for most people, like that's just not realistic. And that's also not a good view to have because those four years, those are formidable years in your life and the relationships that you make and the, the, the way that your mind is changing and the thoughts that you're having, you're starting to become independent. It shapes who you're going to be for the rest, at least for a good, the first part of your life. And if you're not around people that will encourage you and build you up, like that could be catastrophic for you. Um, so finding a place, I, you know, I say as maybe some that are listening to this, that are encouraging young people, where are you going to go to college? Like don't go just because you're getting an athletic scholarship somewhere or because the basketball team is good or, you know, for us, because it's the highest level, I got a D1 offer. Um, there are multiple kids that we've had in our program that went and played D1 for a year or were there for half a semester. And then I get a text message from them and they're like, I hate it here. This is not for me. Will you still take me? Um, you know, find somewhere that that wants you, that you're going to fit, that's going to challenge you. Um, I think that's a that's an idea that our day and age isn't, they don't much like is the fact that I have to be challenged, um, but that's good for you, right? Um, so find somewhere that that you're going to fit. And even if it's a little bit different, different isn't bad. 
And again, it's only going to be for four years. Um, so kind of view it maybe that way. Yeah, that's great. And I know you, you know, you and coach, you are doing a great job um, building that program and, and being successful, not, not only on the court, but off the court as well. So thanks for sharing, Tony, and really appreciate you coming on with us today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, man. So uh, make sure to go uh, subscribe to Tony's podcast, a quick timeout, and um, he's got some good stuff on there. So thanks for listening, everyone. We'll, we'll see you next time.